Welcome back to the Game Chat Podcast, Wednesday, January 10th. Emergency podcast time. Emergency podcast. Massive coaching news uh, in the past, what, six hours? I think it was around noon. I was eating lunch. I was having Chick-fil-A when when Pete Carroll, um, it's announced that he is what, what what's the official language what are, what are we using part ways transitioning to a front office role <laughs> sure his his new uh his new position is advisory and executive vice president yeah so p carroll is no longer the seattle seahawks head coach and a couple hours after that nick saban is retiring from coaching football at the university of alabama um so we we figured well <laughs> We have to do an emergency podcast now. So we've got uh, myself, both Reeds, Reed Morgan, Reed Schneider, Mitchell Pyatt, Cole Morgan, Mercer Nafe joining us. He's uh, been in Boise for the past couple of days. And uh, we had to bring the old the old boy back. Matthew Johnson is, is also joining us. So uh, we're on Zoom because there's a lot of us. But um, Matthew, well, let's start with you. Pete Carroll is out. First reaction, what was it? Shocked. I mean, after I think it was Monday, he came out and said that he was planning on coming back. I mean, I figured at that point it was a lock. Um, I mean, it sounded like, you know, Jody Allen, who, you know, has been the owner of the past few years since, you know, Paul passed away. It sounded like, you know, she was, you know, in full support of Pete and uh, John Snyder. And so didn't really expect that to end unless Pete retired on his own. And so, yeah, definitely shocked, but at the same time, very optimistic about moving forward. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a mixed emotions there of feeling sad that it's over, but excited to get some new life into the program and the team because we have been getting uh, wiped by the Niners the past few years and something had to change. And so hopefully this is the beginning of something new. Cole, do you agree? Yeah, kind of shocked for sure. I thought that his press conference at the end of the year kind of solidified that he was going to be coming back. But yeah, I agree with Matthew. Um, we've been getting out coached, especially in our division, the Rams and the Niners. Like it just doesn't even. It looks like a different sport sometimes when you're playing when we were playing San Francisco. And I don't think, and really grateful for P. I mean, greatest sport, greatest coach I've had of any sport I've root, root for any team. Um, but yeah, not, I think it was probably, I think this is probably time to transition into a new head coach. So Reed, as a, as a non Seahawks fan, were you, were you as surprised as we are about this news? I, I don't know if I was shocked, um, but it definitely is like a weird feeling like you said I'm not a Seahawks fan but I mean he's one of the greatest coaches that in my lifetime that I've seen I mean 14 seasons he's won a Super Bowl been to two I mean it's hard to argue with it and I respect Pete like crazy and I mean watching his press conference even for me it was super hard to watch like uh but I think keeping him in the building is a smart move uh and like I don't even if he was full on retiring and not going like 
not staying in the building, I couldn't see him going anywhere else. I think that he is a Seahawk through and through. I don't see him going anywhere. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a, it was a, it was kind of a weird, like, like you knew at some point it had to happen, but I don't know. Wasn't expecting it today, I guess. Uh, Reed Morgan, other Reed. Uh, what, what what do you think about this new role for for Pete? I like it. I don't I don't really know like what all the involvement you know what goes into that. I'm sure it's more than we think, but yeah, I mean, I Pete's a legend. Like that's that's all there is to it. I mean, maybe yeah, I think it was time to you know take a, take a step forward. And but yeah, I, I think after last year, if you told told us that ended this way, I think we would be pretty shocked because, I mean, I think he did one of the best coaching jobs he could last year, and then obviously this year was pretty disappointing, but I don't think that takes away from, you know, what he did for the city and, you know, what he did to make the Seahawks, you know, one of the best teams in the league for a while, so. Merce, you're, you're also, like, not not a huge Seahawks fan, right? So were, were you – kind of in the same camp as Reed, like kind of thought this was coming, but still still a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, kind of like what Reed was saying. I was thinking, I mean, when was it going to happen? One year, two years, like it, it's going to happen at some point. I think from an outside perspective, you see how well the Seahawks have done. And then the last two to three years kind of going into games against the Rams or the, the 49ers, it's like they – are we going to win? Are, is it going to happen? Right. So having those questions and not used to having those questions is kind of interesting. Um, as a Broncos fan, um, it's interesting because you, you see, you see the Seahawks playing us and, and you don't know how it's going to go anymore. I mean, we haven't played them in a while, but, but when it, what it used to be, it, it's changed quite a bit. So from an outside perspective, kind of like what Reed was saying. Now I do have a lot of respect for the coach and I mean, the joy that he's brought to, all of my friends, of course, which is pretty cool. So, uh, Mitch, I have a question for you in, in just a second. Um, Pete Carroll, just just a quick couple of things about Pete. Twenty ten through twenty twenty three as a Seahawks coach, uh, one Super Bowl win, two Super Bowl appearances, as Reed said, uh, ten playoff wins, which is honestly a little bit more than I thought. Um, ten playoff wins, nine playoff losses, ten uh, won, won ten plus games eight times. Uh, which is pretty impressive in the NFL. Uh, but this is kind of where, if you talk to Seahawks fans, it's been a struggle for for Pete the past couple of seasons. He has not had a top 10 scoring defense since 2016. Um, this, you know, the championships obviously in Seattle were built on defense. Pete is a defensive guy. Um, it's hard to have a defensive head coach when you can't have a top 10 scoring defense. Uh, since 2016 like that's just that's that's tough uh mitch the obvious question is 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 who's next um i i i want to get your thought um yeah let I'll, I'll read off some candidates in a minute but who's who's the guy that jumps to your mind um i think dan quinn yeah i like been a seahawks coordinator before when the seahawks had those great defenses like bringing him back, I think would bring that mojo back. Like, get back to where our dominant teams were, and I think bringing him in. When we've seen how the Cowboys' defense has been under him, they look like a they look really good. They've like 
developed Deron Bland into a top corner in the league. Micah Parsons, I mean, even though he was like coming into the league as like a great person, great linebacker, he's probably top two in the league. Yeah. I think they've developed a lot of people under his defense for the Cowboys. And I think we could see that come in with like Spoon, Jordan Brooks. A lot of a lot of people on the defense could definitely develop a lot more under Dan Quinn. That's why I think Dan Quinn. Yeah, Dan Quinn's definitely the favorite. Um, like wherever you look, he he's going to be the favorite. I'm looking at. I mean, you have to be a real degenerate to bet on who's the next head coach when when these when these things happen, but. According to bookies.com, again, if you're on this website, it's, you know, probably not the greatest thing in the world, but we're here. Um, Dan Campbell is the favorite. Uh, the the also the favorite to, to be the new Seahawks head coach is not a guy that I had on my list. Steve Wilkes, the 49ers defensive coordinator. Uh, Matthew made a, just a massive grimace there. I don't know. I, 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 I'm not in, I could name you about seven head coaches before that, that I would want. I have, I don't know. I'm, there's one Niners beat reporter that I know Brandon hates. That I, follow. <laughs> I know exactly and, who you're talking about. Yeah, And, uh, and that guy does not like Steve Wilkes at all. And so I've, I've just been getting those like tweets all, all year. So I, I, I don't know. I just don't see us hiring a 49ers defensive coordinator as our new head coach. I mean, unless it comes with all of the playmakers. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Um, A couple of the other names. Cole, go ahead. I was just going to feel like we're dipping into the well a little too much going after a Niners assistant for what, like the fourth year in a row now. (laughs) Yeah. At some point, it's not going to be a good assistant anymore. Um, Yeah. Um. Yeah, the, the 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 other names that are thrown around. Obviously, Vrabel is is he's going to be thrown around for every job, every every single opening. Um, he's going to be thrown around for. I I don't know. I I love Mike Vrabel, so I'm totally fine with that. I feel like he probably has other things in mind. Probably the Patriots job. We'll see. Um, ben Johnson is is obviously a name that's also going to be thrown around with every single head coaching job. The OC for the Lions. Um, he was in every. <laughs> He was a candidate for every job last year um, and stayed with the Lions. So I feel like probably similar thing there. Um, Shane Waldron was thrown around. I would puke if we elevate. Yeah, Matthew goes gun to the head there. Um, No, thank you. No, thank you. Shane Waldron, this current Seattle Seahawks offense coordinator. That would be a nightmare. That would be an absolute nightmare. Um, Another name I kind of like, Eric Bieniemy. I would, I would, I would love that. I was just about to say I saw that. I think an offensive perspective would be interesting coming in to a heavily defense-ridden team, right? Like that's, I mean, most of these names were thrown out there are defensive coordinators, right? Yeah, now, I mean, Ben Johnson's I, the OC, but like, yeah, yeah. Quinn and and stuff. But yeah, but, I I agree. Yeah. I think bringing in an offense guy would be great, and, and Bienemy's always would, tossed around, so. It would change the perspective on the Seahawks, definitely. But I mean, if you've had a prolific defensive coordinator that hasn't, or defensive coach that hasn't been working as well for the last few years, you might need to change some stuff up. So, 
Um, one of the the sleeper names. There's a couple other, like Kellen Moore is going to get thrown around there too. Uh, Mike McDonald, the Ravens DC, is a pretty popular name out there. The the other the name I really like. Um, you guys tell me your thoughts on this. Dave Canales. Um, he was a Seahawks, I believe, our quarterbacks coach uh, for the entire time Pete was there uh, until this season, and he is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coordinator. Offensive coordinator right now. Um, I remember when they hired the Buccaneers hired him in the offseason. I was kind of like, oh, that's that's a bummer because we've had, you know, Russell Wilson and then what he did with Geno. And then at now this year, what he's done with Baker over there in Tampa Bay. Like, I I, I think that'd be kind of fun to bring bring back our old quarterbacks coach and make him the head coach. I don't know. What would anybody have any thoughts on that? That was just that was that was a name I hadn't really heard. And I was like, I, I kind of like that one. Yeah, I think it's interesting for sure. I mean, he stayed with Seattle a lot longer than I think people than he had other opportunities before the Tampa Bay OC job opened up. Um, so he obviously likes Seattle. Um, and Tampa Bay was a lot better than people thought this year. I think we had him at like 30, 28 in our power rankings to start the year this year. And they have they're in the playoffs. They could very well be in the divisional round they can win a playoff game this week. So yeah, I think that'd be interesting for sure. I think that's the interesting part of it though, is that it's kind of dependent on how they're going to play in the playoffs. Like, I mean, he could just, he could love that position and stay there and, or maybe, maybe be promoted to something else or maybe get a better offer. So I think that would be pretty conditional. Reed Morgan. What, what, what's another name on your, on your list who, or who's the name that stands out? Well, I mean, I don't know if this is already thrown around, but, I really want Harbaugh. I mean, that would be my my dream pick right now. I think really, that's I think I love Harbaugh. I mean, I think it would be great just how we could develop quarterback if that's what we want to do. Pick a quarterback. I mean, I even know that like Justin Fields' name has been thrown around for quarterback next year for the Seahawks. I think that'd be a great move, and I think he's a great head coach. I don't think you can miss with that one. Yeah, I'm curious for him if he does make the move to the NFL. I feel like he would only do it for a team with an established franchise quarterback. And I think, like, I don't know, for me, it's like the Chargers are kind of like the main team that I look at. And I'm like, okay, well, they have a quarterback. Harbaugh's, like, talked about how much he, like, loves Herbert in the past. So, like, I don't know. I just think Seattle, for him, doesn't make as much sense because we don't have, like, a top five back. And you don't really get your like pick at your quarterback. And I mean, for him to leave Michigan, it seems like you'd want to go to somewhere where it's really a sure thing. I'm like, here's my guy. And like from day one, like I know I'm going to be successful here. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'd have to say like against that would be like when, when he was successful in the Niners, like his quarterbacks were Alex Smith and Kaepernick. Like I feel like his team's not always centered around like a, Good quarterback, but I don't even know if he would leave Michigan. Like it sounded like I, he's for sure staying there. But I think it would be awesome if we got. I think it would be. I don't really think cool. I don't think they like each other, Pete and Harbaugh. And if I mean I, they actually hate each other, college. Like, yeah, from college, like Stanford USC, and USC, like, yeah. and then the 49ers and the Seahawks. Like remember, he was the 49ers head coach in all those Super Bowl runs. Like not, I think Reed, there's yeah, almost but there's been like. No, I think there's, there's almost like zero chance. I think there's almost zero chance we hire Harbaugh. 
I think that's no. It's been like ten years since they were like rivals like that. I feel like they're both older guys. They can get past that. This. That's like the only thing against that. But I, I mean, that's what I want. We should clip this just in case. I hope I no. There's no. There's zero chance. Zero. <laughs> we, you can clip it all you want. Zero chance. Uh, if he said he wanted to go to Seattle, how would you feel though, Jack? I'd probably talk myself into it. He just won the Natty. I don't know. <laughs> talk I don't yourself know. into it. He's like. Jim Harbaugh is a great head coach. No, I agree. I wouldn't take him. If I agree. He wants to come and take Dennis Allen's jobs. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. This is, my gut tells me we end up with Dan Quinn or Shane Waldron. Um, like, they keep it. I, I don't know, Matthew. I, I would hate it, too. I mean, where do we rank offensively this year? I mean, I don't know. I would... Jerseys might be burned if, <laughs> if that is if Waldron is the guy. I hope Dude. we fire him. I hope we fire <laughs> Waldron. I mean, they said today they're like um, all the coaches currently on staff. Like you're open to look at other jobs. Okay, like, good, good. Never mind. I like I that. I like that. Kind of, that. That that doesn't make any sense to me. But I don't know. I think if if you did hire Dan Quinn, it's like okay, well, who's going to be your offensive coordinator? Yeah, yeah. That's what I was. Yeah. Sorry, Matthew. I was just gonna say, like, didn't he work with Kellen Moore at uh at Dallas? Like, wasn't he the OC? I mean, I'd be curious to see what they were. I mean, I know Kellen Moore got fired from Dallas, but I don't. That was just a name I thought would be interesting. Yeah, and like going back to Bienemy, I don't. I mean, if he couldn't get a job after they won the Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill. Like, I don't know why he would get a job after getting Sam Howell sacked 150,000 times and they it just got like four wins. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think that he, I don't know. I think he could be a good, like, hey, do you not want to work for the commanders anymore? Like, hey, do you want to, Dan Quinn, be a head coach, you can be an OC, let's go ride one more year. And then you actually like get to work with some playmakers and maybe get to that head coaching spot. I don't know. I just don't think he's currently at a spot where he's going to get hired as a head coach unless um, he has a great interview process, which I don't know. I guess maybe he didn't in the past. I don't know. It's really weird there given his track record. So who would your, who would your maybe not pick be, but like most likely hire outside of Dan Quinn? Because Dan Quinn's the easy answer. I would. Okay. If I, can't, I can't answer that, but I will say that I would love the Ben Johnson pack. That would be yeah, like I would love that too. I just yeah, just go get somebody an offensive innovator because I mean that's pretty much what Shanahan and McVay are. And unless you're going to go get a defensive guru to stop them, you need to join the the trend and go get somebody like a Dave Canales or a Ben Johnson who's going to come in with new life and innovation and update this team. Yeah, cool. Does a uh, certain coach that resides in Montlake get asked about maybe possibly interviewing for maybe a job just down the road? Is it, is it even a conversation? I'm more worried about Bama, Cole. <laughs> oh, we'll get to Bama here in a minute. Um, I saw something that was like, his kids just started school in Washington. It's like, we wouldn't have to move if he goes to the Seahawks. <laughs> um, we're we're going to talk about this on, on Friday's pod when we preview all the wildcard games. I mean, we're going to talk about all the other coaching changes too. Uh, Reed, Schneider, 
where do you think and i want to hear mitch and merce on this too because they've been they haven't talked as much um where does the seahawk job rank in the openings so we have i mean this is this is just my one of my favorite things to do uh this week uh, every year is rank what coaching jobs is the best you have the 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 chargers falcons commanders panthers raiders titans and now the seahawks am i forgetting any others i don't think i don't think so um i would say that based off of like the roster and the talent that the roster has and like i think if you're a head coach you probably are gonna go you're probably thinking chargers first yeah that's that's what i think too. you get to work with herbert and you have talent on your team you think you'll be able to turn that around rather easily uh and then i think probably especially if you're an offensive minded guy, I think you're thinking Atlanta's too, just because of all the weapons on that team. And their defense honestly was not around. I mean, we just saw them give up 48 to the saints who do not have a good team, but I think the Falcons are probably two, but then I think the Seahawks are at three. Yeah. Um, I would put them right after the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say because I mean you have a good you have a good roster with like, I mean your defense has some good young players. I mean Witherspoon and uh, I mean Tariq Woolen kind of had a little bit of a down year, but I think he was have he had like injury stuff a little bit. But I mean, and then DK and Smith and Jigba looked good. Like I don't know. I think I think there's potential on that roster for sure. Yeah, Mitch Merce, do you guys do you guys agree? I was going to say, I think if you're coming from the perspective of a defensive coordinator, if, if they're going to go for the defensive hire, I think I would put the Seahawks at maybe a little higher, maybe two, just because you do have a little bit of a roster there, Witherspoon, Mafe. Um, I think I, one name I didn't get in there earlier, Mike McDonald. Yeah, the Ravens um, guy. Could, yeah. be, could be interesting. Just because he he is kind of fresh on the Ravens, so I don't know if he has any like ties there. Um, and then at, from a development perspective, um, I mean, now his stock could go up depending on how they do in the playoffs as well. Um, but they could also he could also be looking for jobs. And so I think as a defensive plug-in, and then with that crew, I think that could be pretty strong. Um, and and but I think I put him a little higher if they were looking for a defensive hire, but. Yeah, I get I get what Reed was saying from the offensive perspective, and kind of what Matthew was saying earlier, um, and that's the trend at least uh, in their division right now. So, I mean, I think like the Falcons would be the top job just because the offensive wow. talent. Like, I I feel like Ben Johnson should be going there. Like, I feel like if the Falcons don't pursue him, then I would think that they're the dumbest team ever. But I mean, the Seahawks job, they're, like, solid on both sides. I mean, not really on defense, but, like, I mean, you've got the players. You know, you just got to figure it out, kind of. And I feel like that would be two. And then, I mean, I think the Raiders is probably going to be, like, actually, like, a decent job to have. I mean, I feel like that might go 
to their interim guy, though. It would make yeah, sense. Yeah, they, Pierce. Yeah. They mess up a second time on that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't know, the Falcons, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about this again more on, more on Friday, but the Falcons is such an interesting one because they don't have a quarterback. Like, yes, they have the pieces, but you got to go get a quarterback (laughs) like that's that's a tough job to come into and to go get a quarterback especially this year like there's just not a ton of options um and I don't know like maybe Kyle Pitts just isn't that good and maybe like I don't know I I I just think that would be that'd be you would get the maybe the buffer of not having a quarterback you know like where uh, whereas like Herbert if you come in there as an offensive mind you can't do anything there it's like all right, well, we got you the quarterback, you know. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting. Um, That's he, been my question about the Falcons. Like, they've invested so much in their offensive skill positions, but could, it, could they have just missed on one or two of those guys? Like, could Pitts and London not be that good? And, like... <laughs> I knew Matthew was going <laughs> to say something about London. <laughs> watch the film. Just watch the film. <laughs> good. They should... <laughs> I really, uh, yeah. I really don't think that's the case. He, he literally <laughs> said he doesn't want to. He doesn't like giving them the ball. Like that's where I was like, huh, all right. Um, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Question for Matthew Johnson. Uh, what if uh, Seattle interviewed Arthur Smith? That's not gonna happen. That'd <laughs> be pretty no. funny, though. <laughs> it would be kind of funny. There's no way. He, I mean, he could be the OC though. He's going to go somewhere. I'd be fine with that. Make him- I think there's a good chance. I think that like Vrabel goes to like the Patriots and then repairs up with like Arthur Smith. as yeah. again. I heard that too. I, I like that for them. Um, all right. Anything more on the Seahawks? All right. I remember uh, Matthew, I think it was, I think you were on, on the pod during uh, when Brady retired for the first time, at least. And I remember we read through a bunch of his stats and it's just, it's incredible. Right. So I'm going to do the same thing for Saban because I think he deserves it. This guy retires greatest college football coach of all time. I don't think if you want to talk about bear Bryant, sure, go ahead. Um, I'm going to Nick, Nick Saban, l- listen to this uh, career record, 292 and 71 uh, at Alabama, 206 and 29. 206 and 29 at Alabama. Um, he had 128 consecutive weeks ranked in the AP poll. Uh, 17 seasons, won six titles at Alabama. Um, he had one season where he was under 10 wins. That was his first season at Alabama. Um, so since 2008, has not had a season under 10 wins. Um, he has seven college football playoff appearances in eight years. Um, he has 49 first round draft picks, 29 losses at Alabama. Um, that's, that's pretty good. Um, 19 bowl or playoff wins and 15 years in a row. First round draft pick. Um, this guy's this, this is, it's the greatest college football coach of all time. Like I said, um, now he's to end up with what's up. How many national championships did he end up with? Six at Bama, seven Six. total. He won one at LSU too. Um, yeah, I mean, this guy's just incredible. Uh, it's it's 
Like, I honestly never thought I'd see the day where he just retired. It's it's kind of weird. Like, we're going to watch Alabama next year without Nick Saban. Um, I think, he, yeah, he started in 2007. So, like, I really don't remember Alabama without Nick Saban. Um, I, I don't know. I think this isn't the same as Pete because it's not really him getting fired. Do, like how I don't know what I don't know really where to start. Do we do we start with the other candidates? Because I think that's where you have to start before we talk about like how much we think Bama's going to regress. Like what's the standard there? I mean Alabama's one of the best programs even before Saban. So I don't know. This is is this is this is weird. I uh, Cole, you were we were talking before, and I was like, I don't know if I'd I don't know if I'd want this job. I don't know if I want to follow Saban. Yeah, that's what we it's such an interesting scenario because it's probably the best job in college football without the looming Nick Saban shadow you're going to have taking that job. Um, There's probably five or six guys who are either an OC or a DC who are at like premier programs now that could take the job that are qualified to take the job at least. And then three other candidates who Uh could take the job just because of how well they've coached. So I like what you said, Jake. You'd rather be the guy after the guy instead of being this guy right here. Because, I mean, if you don't win a nat- natty in your first four years, you're probably out of there. <laughs> like, I think it might. Be, I think it might need to be in the first three. Yeah, you might be right. Like, <laughs> like it's it's the my question is about it. like all this is like how hard do you think it is to be a college coach right now? Like, with all the stuff that's changing, I'm, this is probably one of the craziest jobs in the world right now with just hours you got to work. Like, I know uh, who was talking about I think it was Jimbo Fisher uh, was talking about it, and he was like, it's like he's working like 80 hours a week, which they could stack pad there, but I, I'm, I might buy that. I think it's a big part of how it, hard the job would be. I think going off read, too, is like, that part of that job is just recruiting, right? Like you're and the recruiting landscape has changed so much in the past two years, much less the past like 10 years. Right. And so if you don't get a coach that has a solid footing in how they recruit, um, I, I think that you won't get that national championship in the next three years. I just don't think it's going to happen. So, and they've already seen a lot of recruits looking to decommit. I think they just had one that was pretty big. Um, Jack was saying earlier. So I think, recruiting is going to be a big one especially because it's college football so it's not set up like the nfl like you recruiting is a big deal and uh and but then you also have to have the other side of being able to to coach your staff coach your guys so uh matthew i think uh no go cole go ahead another big thing you're gonna have to be able to get guys in the portal at least your first two years because the roster needs a little probably more juice especially like a like you're gonna have to be a guy who can either adjust to your team that you're the roster you got right now at Alabama, at Alabama on the fly, or you're going to have to go get guys in the portal who can play for you well. So it's a, it's a, it's the biggest shoes in college football to fill. So Matthew, I think we're going to see. Oh, go ahead, Matthew. Sorry, I was just going to say, Matthew, you talked about DeBoer. You like that's what you were worried about. Like how how worried are you? And I don't know what's your. What, who's your pick? Who, who, who do you think? So here, if I were them, yes, this is, I like this. Yeah. I would, I would go. 
Number one, I would reach out to Kirby Smart. He's going to tell you probably no immediately, and then you're going to move on. But you probably got to ask because he was there for a long time as DC under Saban. And if you're able to get a coach from your direct biggest competition, uh, you do it. By the way, uh, might have won the national championship if they were in the playoff this year. Yeah. Not probably. not taking anything away from Michigan. Good chance they, they win the national championship this year. Okay. So after that, I would go to Dabo Sweeney. Uh, Dabo was there as a wide receivers coach way back in the day. Um, has connections there over the past year has shown some discontentment with Clemson hasn't really done a ton the past few years ever since Trevor left and might be in a spot where he's willing to move away from it. He's shown that he can recruit really well has shown that um, he could win a national championship and has those connections to the sec. If that doesn't work out, then you have to go rogue. Um, I would say I, I would Definitely lean that I think Dan Lanning is definitely going to get more of a look than DeBoer, mainly because he was the defensive coordinator at Georgia, has already coached in that league, has shown he can recruit at a high level, at a higher level than DeBoer, even though DeBoer has developed better so far. Um, but I think Dan Lanning is probably third on that list, and then probably DeBoer is fourth after that. Um, but I think you're, you're going for somebody who's established, who's one and can recruit um someone who's probably i don't i don't see them promoting from within i think that's probably if all four or five of those guys say no then maybe that's your your best option there kind of like how duke is done with coach k and unc for basketball is done with you know their assistant coaches we've seen that in the past before but i think that that's probably like option five or six if all of those big names say no well, and they don't have that that guy that's been Saban's right hand for, you know, right. 10 years, because that's what um, Shire was to Coach K. Like and her. Uh, oh, man. What is the UNC guy? Herbert. Her, yeah. uh, Herbert Brown. That Maybe that's wrong. I don't know. Anyways. Um, yeah, because all of his assistants leave and become national champion head coaches. Like, I was about to say, one's at Texas, one's at Ole Miss, right. and one's at Georgia. <laughs> right, like, exactly. Like, he doesn't he doesn't have that. So I agree. I mean, it's not going to be Tommy Reese. You can clip that too, maybe. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I, Lanning, did you know he was also a GA at Alabama in 2015 when they won a the national title? Like, yeah, he's going back to bookies.com here. Uh, he is the, the odds on favorite to, to be the, the next head coach. Um, yeah, that makes sense. He's going to be the the guy. Yeah, Matthew, go ahead. I'm call out uh, Oregon. Uh, their buyout for Dan Lanning is twenty million. Yeah. So if they want to do it, um, they're going to have to shell out. And for some of these other coaches, I don't think it's nearly as much, especially since the board doesn't even have a new contract yet. Um, yeah. So the Lanning one, that's really interesting. They're going to have to shell out a lot of money on him. Whoa. And Matthew, I think going back to Dabo too is is interesting because if you plug him in, that's like I think that's the only place he can go because he hasn't really like evolved with the recruiting landscape at all. And so Alabama is one of those classic teams where you don't necessarily need to to work in the transfer portal, 
And Cole was kind of saying like a, 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 any other coach stepping in that position probably would. I think Dabo might be the only one that that position actually fits him very well. But I think they're still going to lose some recruits. But I like that take by you. Reed, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't know you'd have to pay out the contract. I I just had no clue about that. But yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't think DeBoer is going to leave because I mean he's got this man to national championship and he he seems like a mute up guy right now. I, I just would be pretty surprised if he left. But I mean Dan Lanning, I don't know. I'm not a huge Dan Lanning fan, so I don't know if that's a bias. I wouldn't really. He's super hyped if I was Alabama and got Dan Lanning, but that's just my opinion. Mitch, Jack, you were talking. No, go ahead, Mercy. I was going to say you were talking about Norvell as well. Yeah, Nor- Norvell's there. definitely up there. I mean, like he had a great season, obviously at Florida yeah. State, and Florida State's in just a not a good spot in the ACC, and it doesn't look like they can get out of that. So, yeah, I think there's a, he probably wants it. I yeah. I don't know if they offer it to him. I think is. Yeah, that, that's kind of their list. Yeah, that's kind of their. I, I think it's easy for us to say that this Bama job isn't like I don't want to be the guy. I want to be the guy after the guy. As, as Cole said, I that's what I was saying earlier. I think if you're presented with that job, you probably take it for like pretty much all of these guys. Um, Mitch, you're our you're kind of our wild card guy. Who's your who's your shot in the dark? guy that that that's that's out there that maybe we haven't mentioned so far Who, who's the who's the north texas head coach that maybe has some man i don't know i i'm just i'm just messing with you <laughs> Who, who's your who's the guy that we haven't talked about mitch well i mean i was probably going to talk about dan Lanning. you guys were talking about his buyout and we've like texas a&m's there like jimbo fishers was like 95 mil and they just said okay and did it so i feel like 20 mil for alabama would probably be nothing to them but, I mean, if I'm thinking another person, I mean, we didn't really talk about Sark, right? Yeah, I mean, Sark's. He was there, he was there before. Um, other than that, I mean, Bill O'Brien? I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at, here Here are the odds, for those who are curious, bookies.com. This might be my new site. Not to bet on, but just to look at um, Dan Lanning favorite Dabo's right behind him. Norvell, James Franklin plus six fifty. Uh, if you haven't seen that tweet that that Big Cat brought up, that was hilarious. Cool, you were talking about that. It had it was Pete Thamel, right? That the college football guy he tweeted out basically like a couple of the top candidates with the buyouts or with their yeah with their salaries, and then he edited it like five minutes later and. Didn't have James Franklin edit it. Had James Franklin in there, and Big Cat's like, James Franklin agent was on top of this. <laughs> and, uh, Lane Kiffin obviously on there. DeBoer, um, the long shots. Mike Vrabel um, was mentioned in there. That'd be kind of funny. Um, and Deion Sanders also uh, mentioned on there as well. Cool, yeah. This is my no no data behind it. No like reason. Dan Campbell, shot in the dark. They lose to the Rams, real sad. Clip it. And Clip Alabama it. falls in love with him, and they're like, "We want this guy to create our culture again in Alabama." Sure, yeah, I, they probably make an offer, but I don't think he's leaving. 
Um, yeah, I, I just think it's going to be interesting. I think this is, yeah, this is, I mean, it's the biggest head coaching job probably in all sports that's opened up. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I think back to the buyouts too, which Matthew and, and Mitch, you were talking about, I think kind of what Mitch was saying, like they've got a big booster there and they are going to shell out. Like, I mean, if they, if they have a guy that, I mean, even Dan Lanning, like if 20 million is probably not crazy to them, honestly, I mean, we saw Texas A&M do it earlier and, and, uh, and they just got rid of a guy. They didn't even get a new guy. Right. Like, it's I, I think it could totally happen. And I think twenty million is 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 kind of that like if factor. And then it goes back to that question of do you want to be the, the guy after the guy, right? So um it it might be worth it for them to to shop around a little bit, but I think they could totally and, and I and I also am not really familiar with these other coaches' contracts, so I don't know how much they would be if one coach is like pretty easy to get, it, like Kalen Dubois, like that that might actually be a good option for them. So, but I think they're, I think money's not really an option, like not, not really a problem for the, the booster club there. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think they probably get whoever they want. I think they're, yeah, like you're saying, Maris, I don't think money's too much of an option for them, but it's good. It's just going to be interesting to see who they want because there's, yeah, I, I don't know. Lane Kiffin, I mentioned in that odds, like he's he's definitely the new guy that the new school guy that's used the transfer portal a lot. I don't know if they bring him. I don't know. Every Bama assistant that's gone on to be a head coach, except for like you said, Matthew, probably Kirby has got some sort of skeleton in their closet. So I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm very interested to see. Reed, did you have did you have one? I'm just thinking, like, is there anyone in the league right now that would be an option? Like, I mean, I'm sure there's some someone out there in the league that would be willing to take a step down to coach Alabama. But I, I have no names in my mind that I can think of. Gold, we, Jack Gold's said Belichick dead. earlier, which was kind of like... Uh, I don't think that. I don't think it's Belichick. I don't think that would ever happen. I don't think it's Belichick. Yeah. I think, I mean... Yeah... I'm trying to think of who who else would be Cole. It's not Dan Campbell, man. It's not Dan Campbell. <laughs> Back to what we were saying yeah, earlier, too. Yeah. It's just so I was just gonna say. I think it's so the college and NFL is so much different now with how the college landscape is changing. I feel like it's not as likely as it would be in the past to just go down to college and coach because it's just two very different leagues now. But that's my take. I was just. You know, throwing that out there, I thought maybe that might be. I think uh, I think whoever's making the big decisions at Alabama has to look at um, potential uh, like draft stock as well, like how many guys these coaches are putting into the draft. Because, and I don't know if we talked about that, but like it's that's one thing, a with recruiting, but also like the process of a program getting kids to the draft is like is a big thing for possible recruits looking at where they want to go depending on skill depending on position and so i think they're going to have to look at a coach that has a good track record with putting kids in the league and i think that goes back to Dabo. i think it also could go dan landing maybe um but just seeing coaches that have that production that that ability now that also goes to some like assistant coaches as well but 
um, that that's going to be an ultimate result of the recruiting. Yeah. All right. We'll see. I think this is going to be it's going to be very interesting to see who they hire and when they hire. Honestly, that that's the thing about college football is you you really can't wait too long because they're the transfer portal is always working and yeah i don't know it's going to be interesting to see how many guys leave bama that, that are already there um who wants to go to bama i i, I do not like jalen milrow as a quarterback so i think whoever comes in is probably gonna have a quarterback controversy on their hands like i, I don't know it's gonna be interesting yeah what's fun about college too is it's like one domino after another because if they go out and get a big like five name then all of a sudden it's like all right clemson or UW or oregon now needs a coach yeah and it's like all right who the heck it's just like a never-ending until they get to a program that decides to just hire from within yeah no for sure for sure um all right that's all i got 45 minutes boys that's good that's a that's a good emergency pod right there. Two two major coaches covered. Uh, we'll be back on Friday morning, kind of regular scheduled programming. Uh, we'll go over the natty a little bit, Matthew. I don't I don't want to really ask you. Eh, do you want to Do you want to get your thoughts? I don't know. It's up to you, man. I don't really want to force you to talk about it if you don't want to. I totally understand. Yeah, let me know what time again. Uh, <laughs> oh. um, yeah, it's so. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back Friday to talk about the wild card. Uh, we'll talk Natty. We'll talk other coaching hires and changes. Um, wild card weekend, super wild card weekend coming up. Uh, Merce, Reed, Matthew, do you guys have a? We'll, we'll give all of our picks on Friday, but do you guys have a pick? Uh, pick before you go. I like the Super Bowl pick or a, or a lock for the week. Just, just, just the weekend. Just the weekend. Like, like what the team do I think is going to win? No, yeah, Reed, so- a different pick. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like, I like. Uh, I mean, this is kind of a, I don't know, probably popular pick, but I mean, I like the Bucks over the Eagles. I think the Eagles are cooked. They look horrible. Yeah, I think it's where their graphs meet, right? You got decline, incline. Mercy, you like? So you like the Bucks too? Yeah, that's that was gonna be mine. Yeah, Matthew, you got one. I, I think the uh, the Lions are gonna be. I don't know. They're going to be pushed to their limit. I think that the Rams are going to give them everything they got. I think that's going to be a really close game. Yeah. Yeah. All right, fellas. Thanks for doing this. Um, yeah, we, we, we kind of, this was a last minute thing. So I, I appreciate you guys all hopping on and um, yeah, we'll have some, we'll have some stuff to talk about when uh, the Seahawks hire a new coach and when Alabama hires a new coach as well. So, all right. Rock the house. Thank you for having me guys. Yes. Take it easy. Peace. Rock the house.